therefore, as we go within to faith, which is which is our part of the relationship, and which is our freedom, we uh, freely attach ourselves to something. It's, it's a gift of faith because we're drawn by that which is, to which we attach ourselves. But still, the, the positive, uh, where we attach ourselves to some given fact as a fact. Uh, that's our, our side of the faith. Uh, that comes from the fact, the confirmation, uh, that uh, uh, we are in, uh, it's attached itself to us as it were. And the same principle as by faith, we attach ourselves to a chair because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's available and uh, um, and, and um, uh, um, uh, desirable. Uh, as we attach ourselves to it, the chair comes back to us and says, "I'm just myself to you. I'm holding you up." So that's where the substance comes to faith. So in this case, we moved. We move into the inner know-how. That's the end of Romans say. We're adequate people now. We have no. Nothing further to do on that level except what I always call the repetition of recognition. Uh, 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 normally you don't recognize, you just be. You don't recognize who you are, you just are. The background is, you, is, is who you are, but you don't recognize that. You just operate as being. But when there's the, the multitudinous uh, pressures, the trials, the temptations which pull us out, tempt, tempt us out from, from being who we really are, attempt uh, us to operate as if we're on back in that independent level again, that's where we, we repeat recognition. And so faith really dissolves and becomes fact. Uh, I don't sit in this room by faith. I sit in this room by fact, because fact becomes faith becomes recognition. I just am. I was a time when I said, I'll be in this room. Now I say, I am in this room. Faith is dissolved and becomes fact. Uh, so when we say we believe a thing, it means we haven't quite got it. Because faith dissolves and becomes fact. If I hold this bubble in my hand and say, I believe I've got it, in reality, I'm not quite sure. Why do you say you believe you've got it? There's something you're not quite sure. I don't say that, I say, I've got it. Because faith is all, I have it. So whenever we have faith, we don't talk faith, we talk fact. Because we've got this, or this, or this is happening, and that's this faith, this is the word of faith that happens. And then we live at ease. And the only unease is, if you like, the temporary, but there are, there are areas of venture where we're moved into disturbing situations which appear to call us out as if we're not a he in us. And that's where we repeat our recognition. And, um, and um, move accordingly. Now, uh, the ninth chapter um, moves us into um, the, uh, the necessary uh, effect of uh, this union relationship. Uh, if the, the being of God and the, and the light and the fulfillment of God is to, uh, to, to give, him, uh, give himself for his creation, um, that, uh, uh, that uh, as, as being love, uh, his existence is, his joy is the fulfillment, that he may be the age of me, which his, his creation has that fulfillment, the happiness, and that completion, and that activity, and that responsibility, whatever it is, all. So they become the two beings they're meant to be on all levels. One day, the, 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 the uh, animal creation, uh, the, the, the scene in the, in by the uh, prophets, will lose its, its antagonisms, which really are, are a product of our own uh, self-antagonisms, and may some women say the harmony of every level of creation. Because God is harmony. Harmony means things work together, live together, uh, co- cooperate together. And this is God, this is, this is God in completion when he can be the means for which his whole universe uh, operates like that and uh, um, 
uh, what he gets back at you as, as the joy and the love of the whole universe by whom this has become the fact. Uh, so that's the nature of God. If therefore I boldly say, I'm no longer I, but I'm uh, the deity, whether I speak to his father, son, spirit in me, I must be that. I can't be anything else. I don't have to try and be I am. Uh, remembering, as we always say, we haven't, it hasn't come up particularly in uh, this Roman letter. It comes out more in Hebrew letter and so on. We've learned a differentiation between the reactions of the outer form and the inner self. The outter form in, this, in Hebrew it consists of soul and spirit. Our emotions, our reason, our bodies. Now they can just, they, they, they can just, they can, uh, um, uh, uh, deceive us. Uh, and, uh, because we, they can make us, cause us to think we are, we feel we are. And then we may feel absence of God, may feel weak, may feel so and so. Of course, that's an illusion. Um, but, uh, um, we, uh, we therefore cannot be, uh, whatever we think we are, we cannot be a person, a, a, a replaced person, in, who, in whom my real self is not I but Christ, uh, without being a person uh, who cannot help being involved in others. Whatever my situation is, this is in me now. I cannot be there without God, and I cannot be anything but somebody else that other, other people should have this secret of eternal release, which is the eternal life uh, that I have. Uh, so I become... Uh, I can't help it. I am an outgoer. Uh, there again, I don't go back to such a. Um, uh, there's no thing in this life as trying it out. That's the danger of saying, um, uh, as I say, the soul may say, you don't look like it. That's not the point. Or the people may say, that's right. We live on the affirmation that we are. If if we are, if that's what so we are. And if we say, I don't see it, then he um, puts that into, into order, causing us to know in what way we can't help it being. Because we know we are. Um, so uh, um, our lives in the um, Bible term become uh, outgoing streams of rivers uh, he as it says in John first it's like a well of water totally supplying us uh, springing up with everlasting life but that same well of water now is spontaneously an outgoing river um, and we don't question that we are. Now it's not for us to know how, because the outgoing river is he by us. So we don't question how, or we get back on this self-effort and self, false self-examination. We just say it is so. And somewhere or another, we each of us know how it, that's coming out in our lives. Um, now this is the, you might call sad example of it, because this is the great letter which was taken through the whole progress of, uh, of what it is to be a true human. And here we move in Romans 9 and say, the very person who had affirmed to us that uh, you can't be separated. This is the last final peal of magnificent, peal of glory, he said. You cannot be separated. Neither man nor devil can separate you. No man nor devil can accuse you. Um, you're God, uh, in God's sight, you're, you're his precious, perfected person in Christ. And you stand there. The very person who said that turns around here in the ninth chapter so we can never be separated. It says, "My desire that I I I I I I I'd be separated from Christ, if that could mean the means of my my brother's salvation." Now we're moving to other love, and he's speaking here. It starts by his concern over his own brothers, beautiful tenderness, because they were the ones that pursued him to the death. They tried to stone him. They 
beat him up. He did every mocking thing a person could do. And he says, his total concern, oh, I do anything, and my brothers could see um, the true Messiah. We may say it's a strange thing. You'd think anyone was to think, it's all right for us to set sort of distance. You'd think, except for the depth of prejudices, we all have the prejudices in our own types, our own lives, we all have our prejudices. But we'd think, is it possible that a Jew, knowing that a product of Jew had been this perfect person, that anybody who doesn't believe in the deity of Christ at least can't get away from the perfection of Jesus? There's never been a person who's spoken the kind of things he has and done the kind of things he has and loved the way he's worked and been as uh, unblameable as he has. You'd think no one could deny that this is... Uh, can you get a more perfect man even if you don't believe he's God? You'd think to us it's a strange thing that they wouldn't be proud of this greatest product of their race. It shows the great blindness and it shows how we don't understand what prejudices are. We have our own prejudices, we aren't. So it's easy for us to judge other people's prejudices because they don't. This blindness that we see in these, in this, these uh, chapters of it has come upon Israel. And here he is, he's saying, he's, he's uh, speaking about the privileges of Israelites, they had the adoption by God, they had the glory, they had the covenants, they the giving of the law, the service of God, and the promises piled on. God had piled us on in his grace and glory and beauty and promises to these, these folk. Um, and then finally, uh, uh, through, uh, the, um, the, the father was there finally uh, Christ himself had come through they don't see him so in the flesh Christ came who was God blessed in the in the chapter uh, 9 3 and 4 um, um, and it's there he said uh, in verse 3 I could wish myself a curse from Christ separate from I could wish that's a strong thing to say I could wish I was separated from Christ which is his very life for our brethren's sake uh, this love in me now has moved in this direction. It's a big thing to say that, but I, there's, uh, there, I, even as I, I, I go to hell. Uh, two men are known to have said that. Moses said that. Uh, when he was tested about the golden calf. And in order to... Uh, God has to use negative methods. This is why God has to disguise himself. We often see, especially in the Old Testament, God's in disguise, because we can't see any other way. So he has to put himself, as it were, in a rough character, to stir up the opposite in us. That's why it appears to be angry and so on. Of course, the anger, anger really is only it's, it's concern for us to get us out, not anger himself, it's anger to get us out of our foolishness and, and the corruptions and so on. It looks as if he's the angry one. Now, on this occasion, Moses was the, the, the uh, leader and prophet of these people in the wilderness. And in order to stir Moses to what he was, God appeared so angry when they'd been giving the law and then they were, they, they'd forgotten all about Moses and they'd gone into golden calf they were doing their lewd dances and so on the old idolatrous stuff around the, around the uh, golden calf he said I'll destroy these people I'll make a new nation of you as if God had no use for his own people uh, that's a clever way in which he stirs the opposite from us stirs the reality up in us uh, and so God does deliberately take unpleasant disguises by himself to help us into reality and the reality that helped Moses into, oh, he said, you couldn't do that at once. He said, oh, you couldn't do that, God. Why, your name's linked to these people. If you destroy them, they, oh, the Egyptians say you couldn't keep them, that's why. You can't do that. So, you see, the story of Moses saw the people fighting for the people as if against God. Of course, that's what God wanted. Now, God must come, come through humans. So, he must have a human intercessor who'd, who'd, who'd die for the people as, as his own of course, son did later on. And then having gone out, gone back as he did to very strongly with the people as he should do, brought them to repentance and so on, uh, still he came back to God. 
Okay. In order to, to, to fulfill the thing up in, Mo, in Mount, he said, "God, you can't, you can't, you can't give these, you can't, you, you can't leave these people. You can't." Uh, God said, "Oh, well, uh, uh, my presence will go with you. I don't want your presence. We want you with you. You with them." Um, and that's what he said. Well, he said, "Look here, God." Um, he says, uh, uh, "These people are guilty." He said, "If you can't, if you can't forgive their sins, don't forgive mine." If you turn your back on them, block me out too. That's intercession. That's the person who said, I, I'm identified these people. I don't want to go on being what I am now. And block me out with them if you can't forgive them. That was God bringing... Uh, you see, God means neg- this negative pressure to bring out of us the real person in us. That's the real... Of course, that was God in Moses, really. This was a spirit of intercession in Moses. It was God's own mo- uh, character expressed through Moses. And so God has to take us through processes sometimes like that. And this is the only other case in the Bible where a man in actual words says the same kind of thing. So renounce my, 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 my uh, privilege to he- of going to heaven. Uh, if by that means I could be the means by which my, my uh, brethren could go to heaven. Get, get, uh, go to heaven, of course, isn't, we don't use those terms. That's because we to go to heaven is present eternal life. The future heaven is going to come, but we're more concerned with the, the, the heavenly spirit now, but that comes to the same thing. But having stated that uh, as the intensity of his passion, they, they people chased him, chased him until they could kill him again and again, everything they could to kill him. But you, got, but you see, love doesn't see them, and then love has no enemies. Because love sees everybody as God's person. When you see right through, see every person has got a form of God, even they don't know it. And then he redeemed form of God, they knew it, but mind you, you can reject to be redeemed form of God. Uh, you can't see enemies, because they're, they're just those who miss the way. And I miss the way too. So your attitude is transferred to, 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 wanting to how you can help the person, even though the person may be uh, the one who's wronging you and antagonizing you as far as we saw that, that woman I spoke to about mentioned. Um, then he goes into a phase which is very interesting and that is to say that um, whether uh, the Israelites appear to reject Christ or accept him um, uh, God's will takes place anyhow he now moves into this area about the total sovereignty of God Um, uh, he stops in chapter in verse 6 where he suddenly says uh, I said that my children of Israel reject Christ and they're like this uh, and uh, so their backs are turned to, to the, the Messiah and Redeemer when he's come they says not as though God were to God have to take effect he would defend the, the perfect way of God in, in, on, on every level so he says um, the reason uh, that we say that uh, is that um, uh, in actual fact all Israel uh, are not just all the physical Israel. The, 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 that part of the Israel, this Israel nation, uh, which has moved into a, a, a relationship of grace and, and, and salvation uh, with God, um, which of course is true today of our, we'll say of our own churches. Uh, uh, the, the church are those who went into, a, into what we speak of as a new birth, a new creature relationship. Uh, there are maybe many who have the titles of use the name and title of Christian of being Christian in different ways. We know that we know their difference who've been that way ourselves. Um, um, and he's 
defending that by what appears to be a strange way. He said, you see, um, some, some appear uh, predestined, others don't appear. Um, it works out that way, he says. Um, then he goes back, he says, uh, um, you could say it, you could see it in, in Abraham's children. Uh, Isaac uh, was the seed to whom God's purpose is fulfilled. Uh, Esau was um, the one who left, left the, the, the family and went out uh, into the uh, um, uh, wilderness, the desert, and became the progenitor of the Arab race. That's exactly why it's so, well, so interesting to find in Isaiah that great prophecy, where the days are going to come when Assyria and Egypt are back again in brotherhood with, with Israel. And the three together are the uh, people of God. I don't think I could find that to, for you offhand. Um, there's a very precious statement in Isaiah, but I'm afraid I have to leave that. Um, uh, but uh, it's, it's turning out here as if there are those whom God has appointed and those whom God has rejected that's a tough saying it, 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 uh, that isn't actually said of Isaac and Esau um, but it is said of uh, Jacob, Isaac, and Ishmael. Sorry, Isaac and Ishmael. But it is said of Jacob and Esau. Um, and it's distinctly said here, before they'd, before they'd um, uh, done good or evil, uh, whether they're still in the womb of Rebekah, their mother, uh, says uh, verse 11, children not being yet born, neither having done good nor evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not the works, but of him that called it, who will say unto her, the elder shall serve the younger. Now watch that. That didn't say he, they were rejected. It only said it will work out in that relationship. Well, they have relationships. Of course, when you're in Christ, places don't matter. When you're, when you're uh, a, 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 love, a, a love servant of Christ, a love servant of you, you don't matter to you whether you're at the top or the bottom. Because all you'll do is fulfill your love, your love service. So the place, the superior, the apparent superior, the inferiority in the operation of life don't matter when you are really in grace. But all he said, therefore, was it's going to work out um, that the elder will serve the younger. As a matter of fact, that's true of all the world. The, the flesh world is the elder. And we're the younger, and the world serves us, not we the world. If you watch through history, you'll find that really the, the, uh, the world has been... been, been uh, 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 serving the growth and progress of the people of God. Uh, it might look the other way around. Um, it's good to remember that. The, the, uh, oh, the, uh, the rejected, the, the, the world, the flesh world, is really only the servant of the, the spirit world. Um, the flesh world crucified Jesus Christ. No, they remade Jesus Christ. He was become world conqueror because they crucified him, and he now is uh, winning back the thousands of the world, leading the captivity captive. Um, and so it always is so. It's the, as we read before, it's the, it's the, it's the God in people, it's the people who have God reign in Christ. They're on top, they're reigning. And what's happening is they're only bringing out more of the reign of Christ in them. 
more of the manifestation of Christ and the love is uh, they're, they're the people really who are the, uh, the, the leaders in the world um, which is the reverse of what it looks like but this, come, this took place in this, in this uh, present case of Esau and Jacob so notice it doesn't say that he, he, he said and um, uh, Jacob would be accepted and Esau rejected he didn't say that he said uh, um, the elder shall serve the younger there it goes on to say quoting from the last prophet Malachi uh, what, uh, as it is written afterwards Jacob and Esau I hated now something else has come in there that first that first prophecy before birth didn't say that it just said they have a certain relationship one would serve the other but here it says later on long afterwards Jacob as I loved Esau as I hated you see hate is only love in reverse every opposite is only it's only the thing in reverse no is yes in reverse it's just say yes I go around that's all it's a, it's a reversed yes. Hate is a reversed love. Uh, if if love loves one way, it must hate an opposite. If love identifies with, with self-giving love, it must hate self-loving love. Of course it must. Uh, so always, uh, the, uh, hate love one thing. Uh, it's said of Jesus in Hebrews 2, um, thou hast loved righteousness and hate his iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. That's in Hebrews, that's the second about the Lord Jesus Christ in Hebrews 1. If you love righteousness, you, the right ways, you must hate the wrong ways. Of course they do. Um, the, the seriousness is that uh, uh, our identification with the right or the wrong. When we identification, when we as person identify, then of course we're in, in the love, love dimension. If we identify with the wrong, that hate is on us. Uh, 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 as we see later on, uh, it's a hate that can be reversed. The reason, it, the reason it can be reversed is all of us are Esau's. We don't start Jacob's. Jacob's the one whose heart was set on God and who moved into new birth and uh, um, uh, you know, bought, bought the, the birthright promises and, and remained all the way with God, God's precious person. Um, he, he didn't start, he, I mean, uh, none of us start, we all start Esau's. Of course we do. Esau representing people who are uh, for self, against God, and, and mind you, this is a person who mocks. Mind you, if a person is, 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 is born the elder and has the elder birthright privileges, and he's taught by his parents the real privilege are, are that God's your, 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 your uh, God, your God, and God has eternal destiny, eternal purposes for you, eternal uh, uh, operation to like you to wipe God out and disturb him, despise him, and sell him for a bunch of, for a bunch of lentils. They're pretty good contempt. See, as a person was contemptuous of God, he wouldn't, he wouldn't sell a birthright for, for, a pocket, for, for a bowl of lentils. If he had any sort of the, of the wonder, he has sort of no wonder in the man of the flesh, he's no wonder in God and his promises, all that nonsense, isn't it? Not existence. So the world despises. Well, you see, you're in, you're in, the, in, the, in the hate realm then. As we see it later on, uh, that doesn't mean you can't be loved because everybody starts hated, really. It's really we're all beneath. We all started life rejecting God in our own way and turning our back on Him and, 
being bound in our, to the flesh in the world with the devil. So we've all been at these thoughts. Oh, we haven't tremendous budget. Uh, so they would notice that subtle, subtle truth we come to here. Esau's don't remain Jacob's if they wish not to. I mean, sorry, Esau's don't remain Esau's. But it can become Jacob's if they want to be. But at the moment, he's not saying that. Because um, what he's saying, the very strong thing he's saying, you have to face the, the total sovereignty of God. That God does what he likes, it takes place. Um, uh, until you see the other side of it, it looks as if God's, as, as if um, God's a ruthless person who saves some people and damn others. It looks like that because again, um, we, it's difficult for us humans to, to to accept the character of God, uh, His total sovereign. What He says goes, and nothing else goes. And he alone is the last word. The reason it's said is this: is that we humans have to come to the place where we bow down to God, even if we don't understand Him. Because God will never be understood by reason. He won't be understood by faith. And so, this is an area where he says, Arthur, you've got to, you've got to take him as his stands first. You, after faith, knowledge doesn't precede faith. Knowledge follows faith. The Bible says, I believed. And therefore, uh, uh, I, 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 no, I'm sorry, in, in, uh, I know whom I have believed. You know when you believe. That's the world. Reason can't find it. Faith is a, is an apparent absurdity. You've leapt into some truth, which, which for certain reasons, you, you boldly take because it's given you, and as you take it, oh, I see. And seeing only follows the faith. I know whom I have believed, not I believe whom I have known. You, you believe, then you know. And that's the world can't take. That's why the world must reject us. They say you know, and then you believe. No. You believe and you know. Because belief is, is the attitude of obedience to the one higher than yourself. When you accept he's higher than yourself and greater than yourself, you say, well, I may not say that I believe because he's the greater one I'm before, I believe him. And then as you take a relationship as a human to the deity, you'll find that, oh, I understand now, I can see what it means. So the world cannot take that because the world's not going to start by, by yielding themselves to God. The whole point, they become rebels, they're not going to yield to God, they're enemies. They're going to yield to God. So they claim to be able to rationalize themselves into God and despise those who who, have, uh, who say certainly things that if they're certain, because we know, because we believed, and they can't say that. Therefore, the, the, uh, the uh, works Christian, and there are lots of actually bound to spite you. The Christian whose, uh, whose basis of life is my own self is bound to, bound to see we're crazy. Because they think you can know without, without uh, uh, having come into you can't do it. You only know when you found the end of yourself and have been replaced by Christ. So we've got to realize, we're going to live um, uh, what the great Kierkegaard called the absurdity of faith. We live in the foolishness of faith. He has a great, uh, great uh, book on the, the agonies of Abraham's faith when he had to, to, to sacrifice Isaac. To sacrifice Isaac, even now the liberal laugh at it, is to burn your son as a, as, as a burnt offering. He didn't know it was just to kill him. He wasn't going to burn him. He took him up with the wood and the knife to burn him. Your own precious son. Who do I do that? And he describes a marvellous book called Fear and Trembling. The agonies that lie between is it murder or is it guidance? And he has a very striking instance there. He uses um, rather long terms. He calls that what he calls the teleological suspension of the ethical. What he means is this. Ethics can still be self. Or I do thing. I do so and so. Suddenly God comes and calls you to something which is unethical. Oh? How can you do something sometimes I call my to do something unethical? 
Because for Italian algebra means ultimate. For the ultimate purposes of God, you'll be led to do something which goes against human morality. Now that's awkward. This was the case. Was Abraham called to be a murderer? Was it murder? Was it calling? Was it murder? Was it guidance? A pretty stiff decision to make before it happened. So I have to look back down and know what happened. One day. Uh, you get the same illustration, which is one of the higher men, queer, on the uh, women given the highest place in the Bible, is a harlot, Rahab. Um, and uh, yet she's underneath in, in, in Jericho, there in Jericho, she alone had, had heard about God and believed in this God of Israel. And these are, well, this was the true God of Israel, these are God people. And she believed that, she said, all the people were trembling around, they wanted to escape, but she believed. And so, when these spies came to her house, and then the king of, king of Jericho found these five that came in. Let's get them. And they came at the crisis to her house. What did she do? She was spinning sacks. What did they do? Laying sacks out, I suppose, to dry or something on a roof. She could have sacks. And then when the, when the emissaries of the king came to where they, oh, just, they've gone up the mountain and they left there two days ago. Chase them. Well, that's a lie. And these wretched men went off to chase, to chase the, the two spies up in the mountains. And as soon as they'd gone, I, we had to hide up when the gates were slip out, get across in Jordan back to Joshua quick. And that lie is presented as a great act of faith by our heart. That's how it actually was presented to Jesus. She moved into this, she married, and she became one of those who, uh, who lined up with those, the, the, uh, the generations of Mary. Um, so in both cases, God justified a lie and a murder. And what he's saying on that point, they're talking about faith there, that uh, faith will not be understood. Uh, and in this book he talks about, he says, uh, you can be a knight of faith, or a knight of consecration. Knight is K-N-I-G-A-C, not black knight. Knight, the, 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 the important person going to give themselves a war, a knight. Now he says, anybody could admire a knight of consecration, or you're going to fight a crusade, you're going to kill your people for Jesus and you go into the country altar, and you have that picture, that famous picture of a man presenting his sword, a young knight, before the altar. Oh, that's magnificent. He's going out. But it's still self-effort, of course. It's still self going to do something, but they think for God. He says, a knight of faith is crazy. A knight of faith is saying, God shall do something which the world can't take at all. And there's no admiration in that. You walk a path which makes you a fool. And the world says you're a fool. And you're a knight of faith, but the world despises you. Say you're moving along the line, which the world can look and says, nonsense. That's faith. The faith always on that dimension. It's an absurd dimension. That's part of that suffering we talked of. That's why clear God says it has a great faith, the absurdity of faith. So there's an area to understand that this is the point of this chapter. You, we never know God by saying, mm, that doesn't seem just. Don't you write to me? I can't see that. You've got to believe first, and then you think it afterwards. And so here you get it presented in the boldest way. Uh, presented to us, uh, I've seen Jacob, Jacob was allowed, Esau, I hated. Then he says, uh, in the verse 9, you see, um, they question, they said, is there a righteousness of God? There is a question. Is there a righteousness of God? God forbid. That's Jacob's, uh, Paul's strong word, forbid. And it's a ridiculous, a strong word. Get out. Possible. Then he says, God says, I have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So Paul says, nothing to do with, nothing to do with you willing and you running. 
It's a Zoran who God has mercy. So the first person he has a God of mercy. I have mercy on you, I will have mercy. I have compassion. Meaning, 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 what have mercy on? And I will have compassion on you, I will have compassion. And then the question of you running and seeking it is God, God, it's, it's God's free choice. Then he goes stronger. He said, that's why I hardened Pharaoh. Oh. Well, he says, that's the thing the scripture says. For this same purpose, he said to Pharaoh, God says, I raised you up um, uh, to, show, to show my power on you by destroying it. He destroyed Pharaoh by the sword up in the, in the Red Sea when they chased, they chased the chariot, remember? Destroyed him. And so the comment he makes is, therefore, have you mercy on whom we will have mercy and who we will harden it. Now, here's a double, double standard. Um, have I take that? Now, he says, you, you take it first. He says, you, you, you've got to get that what God is always perfect. That's a very great thing for us to learn. Because that's very difficult to learn sometimes. That whatever God goes behind everything that happens, it's always perfect. Now, that's, that's a great lesson for us to learn because that, that's what tears people are. I can't take that. That can't be God. What kind of God would do that? And then you're torn up inside and you're, you live in your hell. Until you can say, well, what God does, he, I, may, I may able to be related to love at the moment, but what God does is, is perfect, and therefore I'm saying what God does is perfect. And uh, then he goes further, and he says, why, well, he says, look, comparing to a potter. He says, uh, uh, they said, well, very well, then why, why does he fall, find fault? If he hardened Pharaoh and, and, and they had mercy on others, why did he find fault with the person? And uh, then again, Paul said, don't you say that, he says, who you would reply against God? Say they now, don't you reply against God? God will explain himself sometime, but don't you reply against him, except what he says. That we, we don't, even we Christians don't like it too well. He says, he takes it to the common example of potter. He says, show the thing of fault, say the thing, say the thing to him that formed it, why do you, you make me like us? Has not the power, potter power over the clay of the same lump to make some vessel to honor and some to dishonor? Some for useful purposes and the, Dishonor, you see, is more than just a uh, just a old humble um, uh, kitchen pot or something. It, uh, dishonor, myth, the, the implication is uh, for uh, uh, um, uh, unpleasant purposes. Uh, what if God is willing to show His wrath, willing to show His wrath and make His power known, endures as much long suffering the vessels of wrath, fear His destruction? that he might make known the wishes of his glory on vessels of mercy which he had before prepared unto glory. That's where we get, as I said before, the differentiation about the underlying were all vessels. It's one of those proofs that show that the humanity always contains a deity. Which deity? The vessel of wrath, of course, is a deity expressing the satanic deity. The vessel of wrath is the same humanity, the vessel expressing uh, the Jesus Christ the, through whom mercy comes. Um, yeah. Then he begins to change. He says, look, now I slipped in something. He says, you see, um, it looks like that, you've got to get it. God means what it is to be to be. That's what it is. He says, there's a hidden trick in this business. There's a hidden trick in this thing. He says, it's like this. Um, he says, uh, 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 he prepared to have mercy, even us whom he called, not to the Jews, but also the Gentiles. Oh, he's bringing you thought Gentiles to mix up with this. We know he came to the Jews, the Gentiles now. And then he goes on and says, Look, God has said, strange thing, he said, I'll call those people not my people, it's Hosea. Because the Jews are his people. Now I'll call people the Gentiles. 
I'll call those people not my, I call them my people. Um, I call those beloved who are not beloved. Gentiles. Um, and in the case where it says, if you're not my people, in verse uh, 28, I'm going to call them those children of the living God, which is another lovely expression, the children of the living God. Um, uh, and then he said that even if he, I, I, Israel, he always had mercy. There was, there was a, they, those, Israel was so rebellious. There were always there was there were, there were um, a remnant there. There's always been this remnant uh, 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 all the way through history. Saved, saved Jews. Isaiah said that he did. He the remnant should be saved. He finished with cut short and right. Uh, he says he left us to see, even though we behave like Sodom and Gomorrah. He left us at a seed. Now then, what should we say? Then he says. He says, the Gentiles, which are followed not after righteousness, have attained righteousness, righteousness uh, that even the righteousness which is of faith. The Gentiles, who are followed not after righteousness, are declared righteous by, by God. They receive the righteousness through Jesus Christ. We talked about justification of faith. But Israel, which followed the law of righteousness, have not attained to this, to, to this, this true law of righteousness. Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, now we're getting something. As it were, by the works of the law, uh, for they stumbled in a, in a, at that stumbling block, that, that uh, place of stumbling block, the rock of offense. And then he goes on in the next chapter and says, You see, this is the trouble. He says, uh, my, uh, uh, my prayer to God is for Israel, they might be saved. For I bear the record uh, that um, uh, they have a zeal of God, but not with a knowledge. Um, for they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, are going about to establish their own righteousness. Have not his tax submitted of the righteous God, there's the key. He says, You see, um, that, 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 that's a self in this matter. Uh, and uh, uh, there, uh, here's God's grace and here's God's mercy offered. And if you build up your own righteousness, you don't submit yourself to, to your sin and need, needing justification of faith. The Gentiles did. That's faith. The Gentiles said, Yeah, we are sinners. And we submit ourselves to God, we accept by thankfulness as sinners, justification of faith. Israel said, we don't want that stuff. We have the law, the covenants, we're people of God. Abraham's our father, we don't want that thing of, 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 of uh, you yield ourselves to Christ, uh, Christ because Christ is a terrible person to follow. See, self is so built up in the, in the Israelites, they love that temple. That's the danger of modern churches. It's the whole danger of our modern churches and everything. We're going to love a form of a form. Oh, we're proud of our churches. Of course, there's magnificent temples, we know. You see, they're full of self. That's self in my temple. My God. It's self self. Oh, we love that. That's why God loves a lie. And Jesus was a terror person. She's come and said, um, destroy the temple for three days, I'll, I'll, I'll build it again. Ooh. <laughs> and he walked over the Sabbath and said, Sabbath, Sabbath day for man, not man for Sabbath. It, it isn't uh, um, we are made to fit with some laws of keeping the Sabbath. Sabbath made for us to do what's necessary, and we're, we're in the Sabbath day of mercy. Very well, I heal a person, I care about Sabbath. I don't care about laws, should I eat this or should I do that or not? Sabbath, Sabbath is an opportunity of me showing the mercy of God. I sure did it as slim, which I did in the end. Now then, um, you see, he's, he's, he's getting this fact. He says, uh, the fact is that the, the, the grace of God has always been operative in response to faith. Uh, he has to have that. So uh, he, has to, he has to meet human, humans on the, on the basis they love themselves. That's the form. While you love yourself, you're hardened. So the hardness is not really in God. God has to say it that way to make it say God means it. 
But the hardest is Pharaoh, the hardest wasn't something to uh, make him hard, of course it wasn't. Pharaoh was a human being, but he was a God's human beings. He was a, but the, he, he, the, all, all human beings are God's human beings, they live and move and have their being in God. So for that basic is human, in that humanity is God's human being. Pharaoh won't do that. I'm going to give it to Moses, I'm going to keep the people. Step by step he hardened himself, and he offered grace, offered promises, offered threats. He nearly came out one time, when he saw what Moses did, uh, the miracles of Moses, he wouldn't come. He hardened himself. But you may say, because he's a form of God, you may say, and he has to say, as God, because God means us to be what we are. God's sovereign. And we, it works out in us, it's God's hell or God's heaven. It's all God. But when you get down to the inner circle, it actually acts according to my response. Now that's the hidden secret. So you see, he has to present to the world that this is why you can only take the all is of God when you mature and do it. This is the all is of God. God is taking off everything that happens to the world. Now there's our great key in life. Everything happened, God meant it. Now it may have come through communist hate or something, God meant it. And it has certain produced products, God meant it. It's a part of God's purpose that the hardened should be hardened and, the, and those who receive mercy should have mercy. So he's got to seek us to see a God uh, 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 to whom you relate everything. It's very important for us, because when you do that, then you take the shocks of life. God meant that. Um, it, it, can, it can change your attitude. That's why our attitude can not be judgmental towards a person going wrong. Even a person going wrong to us, or to serve in our home, or whatever you like. Oh, I can't stand. God meant that. God meant that to be so. Because the moment I do that, I release, I can say, well, God meant that. Then, of course, I know in grace, you say, but God's got grace on the corner of that person. That God's, God's letting that person, means that person be tough or so and so, because that's why he's going to find his hell. He's going to find his hell in his toughness. But God's on the corner of grace. And I'm a person of prayer now, of prayer and faith that God's going to put grace in that person. So, so this is a whole release in our outlook on life. Where I take any service, that's rough. And um, God meant it. God meant it. It's come through what you like. Maybe some personal responsibility, or may just come through the mix, mix up of this world, mix up with tragedy and disaster and disease in this world. And so, okay. God meant it. So you say, God meant that. But then you say, wait a minute. God meant that. Had to be in that, that, that condition. But God always ran the corner of His grace. Jesus Christ was in the whole world. And I'm going to take my faith that God means that hardness. As a, as a loud voice, get out of it now, come back to me, come back to me. And so he goes to the end of this chapter about the rejection of Israel. Um, uh, he talks a little more about faith. The last thing he says here to Israel, he says, All day long I stretch forth my hands unto disobedience and gaze and be. Can you imagine God? This authoritative God stretching forth his hands for mercy. Paul speaks later on about God beseeching us. Can you get that? Almighty God, oh, is he, is he, oh, I do beg you to come. That's God. That's God. But it, it, that can't be the first thing we've learned. It's accepted by the first thing we've learned. God is God. And hell is hell, and heaven is hell, and products are products. And then it doesn't turn out that God predestined the person to hell. It means we're all predestined to hell and to heaven. We all have no protest. We're all Jacobs. And the end of Jacob is a lot to turn. But the very same person who says, that's my law, and that's my rule, if you follow the way of self, you go to spiritual prison. Now you get it, and that's it, that's the law. But this is the end of side one. Please stop your machine and turn your tape over.